This is exactly right. favorite murder. The mini-sode. We read you your stories. You sent them. We might as well read them. <laughs> Let's do it. We have an inbox full of your letters. And they're all about, oh, could be true crime. Mm-hmm. Could just be a lake you lived next to once you want to tell us about. <laughs> I, I mean, have truly. a story about a lake someone lived next to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The connection's been made. That's uh, all we need. Amazing. Do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start with that one. Perfect. This is called Good Old Hometown featuring a lake, a head, and alligators. Okay, I'm sorry. That's weird that I just said that. It is. You didn't get one like that? I figured you must have gotten a lake one too. No, that was, I truly pulled that That out of the stream of consciousness. Weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. You don't do podcasting for seven years without being able to do that shit. That's right. Okay. Hello, ladies. Steven, Alejandra, Pets, and every other beautiful murderino out there. <laughs> Alejandra's getting mentions now. We That's love right. it. I've always wanted to write in, but I didn't think I had anything good other than growing up in a very haunted house. Until I remembered that there was a fucking head discovered in the lake I grew up on. Oh, fuck. The name of the lake, ironically, is Bone Lake. My childhood best friend lived directly across the lake from me, and one day we were discussing how weird the name of the lake was. Their older brother then told us that it was named after a woman's head was found in the lake years ago. I, being a young, impressionable child, brought this tale home to my mother in horror. She then explained that it got its name from being shaped like a bone, but the head story was also true. (laughs) (laughs) Just let me qualify that answer, her mom said. You're still going to be scared shitless. You're just going to be informed. Back in 1993, a resident on the lake thought he found a mannequin head floating in the lake and called the police. Mm. As we could guess, it turned out to be a real head. The woman's foot was also found in a different Minnesota lake. She's in the DNA Doe Project, and they're still actively working 30 years later to identify her. Horrifying. I know. Years later, a man who was running from the law also released his pet alligators into the lake. Did that rationalize my childhood fear of alligators swimming in the lake waiting to eat my dangling legs? Abso-fucking-lutely. Still to this day, I will not go swimming in any lakes, rivers, oceans, or anything other than very well-lit pools. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, stay sexy and stay the fuck out of lakes. Sarah, she, her. I'm blown away that I pulls the lake out of the so Name weird. something else and I'll see if I have it. Do another hot one. Dogs? Hot dogs? Hot dogs. No hot dogs. <laughs> oh, okay. No. I can't, I, we talk about this all the time, but still, the idea that you're just like, what, what was he doing out fishing or driving by and then you find a, a human head. Yeah. It's a human being. Well, he clearly didn't think it was a mannequin if he called the fucking cops immediately. Right. Well, it's like, I think that the phrase should actually be hoped it was a mannequin. Because right. right. that's the truth of like, this just could be a funny, yeah. I'm mistaken in the in the most interesting way. No. No. It's actually everyone's worst nightmare. Oh, Jesus. Ooh. Awful, awful. God, solve that. Yeah. Cold case. Totally. Figure it out. Okay. The subject line of this one is close to home hometown story. 
Hi, everyone. Well, and there's like six L's at the end of well. <laughs> well, y'all said in Minnesota 288 to write in the stories that you talk about as soon as you hit that comfy couch. So here we go. <laughs> Does that sound familiar at all? Mm-mm. Never. I'll get right into it. In April 2003, two masked men entered a bank in Maryland and ordered everyone to get down. While one of the masked men stood by the entrance of the bank with a gun, the other jumped over the counter and ordered the tellers to give him the money, stating that, quote, no one will get hurt. Typical bank robbery in every movie. After the teller emptied the cash drawers, the two men left the bank. A shootout broke out while they fled, and one of the men was hit in the arm. However, they fled somewhat successfully. The two men were friends, and they had young children around the same age. After the shooting, possibly a day or two after, they took their young children to the local carnival. The daughter of one of the men asked why her dad's friend's arm was wrapped. They gave her some bull excuse that you would give a six-year-old. Oh, and by the way, I'm that six-year-old. Hi. Yeah, oh right? my God. Really good mid-email reveal. Very good. Hi. The two men, one of them being my dad, were ultimately arrested after my badass mom saw a video of one of the bank robbers <gasps> leaning over the counter on the news. She said, and I quote, I knew immediately that was his ass crack. <laughs> <laughs> when you're with someone long enough, I guess. <laughs> right? which I thought was hilarious. They were already in the process of getting a divorce. And then it's like a dot, dot, dot. My dad was not the best guy. <laughs> My dad was in prison for the robbery from the time I was six until I was 18. And in 2015, he even tried to crash my high school graduation. In 2021, I received my criminal justice degree and couldn't be happier. Wow. There are times that I worry when people look up my last name, they will see who my father is. And that is why I don't use it. I didn't let a shitty upbringing change the outcome of my life. I'm currently engaged and living in a home that my fiance and I own together with our two dogs. Thank you for continuously being the hilarious in my head friends that I listen to on a regular basis. You both have created such an amazing community and deserve endless gratitude. Mm. Stay sexy and don't take your six-year-old to the carnival after you just robbed a bank. Harley. Oh my God, Harley. Wow, great email. I mean, that's kind of a great perspective to be able to hear from sometimes. Totally. Where totally. it's just like, yeah, you can live whatever life you want, no matter who your parents yeah. are. That's yeah. That's important for people to hear. And it is kind of funny. And the wild, wild. Yes. <laughs> wow. Sure. The mom recognized the dad's ass crack. <laughs> There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash 
slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. This one's called My Husband Walked In on a Robbery. Mm. Hello, MFM, everybody. I love you all. I hope this one is worthy because it is such a strange experience. In 2016, we had a series of robberies in our boring suburban neighborhood in Oregon. My husband, who was in nursing school and just happened to have the day off, left our home to run some errands and left the back door unlocked. When he returned, the garage door opener would not work. He went around to the side of the house and found a few items from the garage sitting outside the door. Before he knew what happened, a young girl slipped out the door and stood face to face with him. She very quickly told him, your puppy got out and I brought him back. She asked about an item for sale that we had listed and my husband in his confusion did not figure out that she had just come from inside our house and might be robbing (laughs) us. So just talk to her for a little while. Mm. It finally clicked with him. The item stacked up outside the door and he said, wait a minute. And then she took off running. (laughs) She ran down the street and got into a car that was waiting and disappeared. He walked into the house and discovered that the garage door had been disarmed and our house had been staged. Each room had a laundry basket, not ours, filled with valuable items. Even my daughter's bedroom, my son's bedroom, had been filled with the items that they were going to steal. Electronics, TV, jewelry, all neatly piled up in a laundry basket outside each bedroom. Wow. So they're like organized as fuck. (laughs) It sounds like fully organized. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense. You have to kind of like have your act together yeah. if you're going to break in. Plus, if you see someone, like you're a neighbor and someone's walking out with a laundry basket, that's not that suspicious as much as like a TV. Especially a, a young woman. Exactly. The police were called. They came out very quickly and fingerprinted almost every surface of our house. I think they even fingerprinted our cat. They explain that staging is how people will rob homes efficiently. The getaway car will pull up last minute and all the laundry baskets will be taken out the back door. Apparently, this has been happening quite a bit in the neighborhoods and nobody had seen who was doing it. 
They got fingerprints. And because my husband stood face to face with this person and talked to her, he identified her in a lineup, testified in court, and we were considered victims in the crime. Because of that, in Oregon, maybe every place else, I don't know, we were notified every time something happened with the case and every time this young woman had a change in status. We learned that she was very young and on drugs. She went to prison, went to drug and alcohol treatment, went to a halfway house, and then was on a program to help her reintegrate. I believe they told us every time this happened because she knew where we lived and what we looked like. Mm. She later stated that getting caught was, quote, the best thing that ever happened to me. Wow. Although it felt very violating, my husband and I are glad that he was home that day, not just to save our stuff, but apparently help her out too. And we never, ever left the back door unlocked ever again, ever, (laughs) never. (laughs) I'm a therapist and I love how you guys talk about mental health with such compassion and understanding. Been listening since 2019. Truly love you all. Stay sexy and lock your damn doors. See. I mean, isn't that like best case scenario of somebody like going into the system and then coming out off of drugs and like with a new lease on life. Totally. If only it could always be like that for anybody that's like doing that that kind of victimless crime. Yeah. And how compassionate of these people who are like, yeah, we were victims of this crime, but we don't want you to (laughs) be punished. You don't want people to be in the position to need to rob people's houses. Right. That's the goal. Exactly. That's the goal. That's funny though, because I remember I had a check stolen out of the mail when mm-hmm. I lived in Burbank mm-hmm. and I didn't even know it. I just got a letter from the post office being yeah. like, here's the eight people that were involved in this like check stealing ring. Oh, wow. At the post office. And then I kept getting updates about them <laughs> being prosecuted, going to jail. And it bummed me out where I just, all I could think about was like, why would you be stealing? First of all, why would you be messing with the mail? It's yes. a federal crime. Yes. Don't you know that? And then now for this dumb thing that I bet you got barely any Nothing. money for. Yeah, you can't get money that way. Uh, yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Also, it was like a dumb residual check. It's yeah. like, you can have my $11 <laughs> from the first thing I ever wrote on. God damn. Oh, This subject line is, greetings from Shetland. Lighthearted. And it says, hello. After almost three years, I've managed to listen to every episode of MFM from the start. Now that I'm up to date and I have to wait for new episodes, I realize how addicted I am. (laughs) Right? (laughs) According to my Spotify wrapped, I listened to you guys for 17,933 minutes this year. Oh, Sorry. Uh, which seems like a lot to me. (laughs) Me too. You're the one listening. You're the only one that can do anything about it. Anywho, I come from Shetland, Scotland. So when Karen mentioned a while ago that she'd seen the crime drama Shetland, oh yes, I'm up to date on the most recent episode even. It was pretty exciting that you knew we existed. I didn't think I'd ever have a story to send you because despite what the TV show might lead you to believe, fuck all happens here. (laughs) I'm... (laughs) A lot happens in the TV show. I actually think about it a lot because that's the crime show where every time they have to go somewhere, uh-huh. they like, oh, there was an explosion in this house. You just, there's always interstitial shots of like a car driving on a road for uh, a while. Right. Because it's just way, way north of Scotland. As fuck. Yeah. Oh my God. Kind of great though. Very visually. Pleasing. Yeah. All right. 
I'm 36, and in my lifetime, there have only been a couple of murders here that I'm aware of. However, my ma'am recently told me a story about a family member that I thought might make the cut. My great-grandmother, Teeny, short for Christina, not totally relevant to the story, I just really like her name, mm-hmm. had a brother called Frank. In the 20s, Frank moved down to London and got married. Unfortunately, I don't know his wife's name. And here's what these two did. Mm-mm. Frank's wife would go out looking for a married man, the wealthier, the better. She would then flirt, seduce, and take this man home with her where Uncle Frank would be waiting. Mm. Frank would rob them. Then he and his wife would blackmail the victims into keeping quiet, threatening to tell the victims' wives and families they had tried to hook up with Frank's missus. It apparently worked for a while, but eventually they got done for it when somebody refused to pay up and they ended up in jail. This story was considered so shameful that some members of the family in my mother's generation were never told of Frank's existence. Wow. So that's my story. Hope you guys enjoyed. Stay sexy and don't do an Uncle Frank. Agnes. And then in parentheses, it says, yep, that's my name. I love it. (laughs) Wow. I bet that did work for a while. That's a kind of a good scheme. It's also one I feel like you could rationalize where you're like, they're the ones yes. doing something wrong. Totally. Well, they shouldn't have gone home with me then if they didn't want consequences <laughs> or whatever. Yep. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Okay, my last one's called New Year's Message from a Ouija Board. Hello, Karen, Georgia, pets and crew. After a year and a half of judging parents who mentioned that their kids listen to MFM, (laughs) I have discovered that hometown episodes can stop an argument between my almost eight and 10-year-old daughters with the (laughs) flick of a finger on the podcast app. Oh, hallelujah. Full episodes remain off limits due to content, but they are fast churning through the magnificent back catalog of minisodes. Hey, guys. Hi, guys. Hey, sorry, we still cuss in these ones. Hey, guys, stop fighting with your sister. (laughs) That's right. They have been dying to send in their hometown, and they got one. My parents have kept my childhood Ouija board in their house. We tried it out with my kids last summer, resulting in weeks of nightmares, so back down to the cellar it went. But when I visited at New Year's, the girls begged and begged to use it, and with the hours until midnight stretching long before us and encouraged by the purient interests of their grandma, up came the Ouija board again. It provided tips on how to invest proceeds from an upcoming home sale, pay down another mortgage, what to bet on in the new year, letters we should use more in Wordle guesses. <laughs> and in a creepier part of the session, told us it wanted our secrets, but refused to say why. When my daughters took a turn on the planchette, the Ouija board really let out its best. 
they asked, do you have a special message for us? And then it spelled out S S D no G no. M. Can't be. <laughs> of course, we weren't writing letters down and it took us a moment trying to spell it into vowelless words to realize what the special message was. And in shock and glee, they asked, are you a My Favorite Murder fan? And the board replied, MFM. <laughs> no way. <laughs> you hate <What>? Ouija boards. <laughs> The relatability of the Ouija's taste has cured all of our game board from the beyond scaries. Thanks for making it more comfortable for my kids to reach into the mist. Stay sexy and keep the Ouija board for the next generation. Sarah, Kala, and Sydney. Sarah, Kala, and Sydney, thanks for listening. I think that scares me. Although I just watched a TikTok where a guy talks about it's you talking to your own subconscious. Definitely. And that's basically why the things come out that come out. And so if you're going to be super just real scientific about it and not woo-woo in any way, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, we're in there. We're in their brains. Yeah, we are. We're our own ghosts. Yes. Now, really quick, is the word she used in the description purient? P-R-U-R-I-E-N-T. It's P-R-U-R-I-E-N-T. What is that? Purient. Well, I looked it up because I thought it meant like extracurricular. Uh-huh. And it's in, in obscenity Pur- law, a morbid, degrading, or excessive interest in sexual matters. So <laughs> I guess they, she's talking about the morbid. Yes. Like it's a morbid interest. Definitely. I had never heard that before. I'd heard the word, but didn't really know what it meant. And so yeah. I was like, oh, I thought it meant extracurricular. But almost every definition starts with the sexual part. So I'm like, wait, wait, what? What's sexual happening? grandma? <laughs> oh, well, which leads us to my final email, oh. the subject line being hypocrite grandma. Oh, shit. Crazy. It's happening. It's happening. Hey, murder mates. New listener from Australia. Although only the minisodes so far, as I have a tenuous grasp of any faith in humans, and I think the longer episodes just might be the end of that. So mm. they also only listen to minisodes. Try the survivor ones that Karen does. You'll like those. Oh yeah, that'll actually build your faith in humanity. Right, totally. Not my stories, <laughs> your stories. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so jumping straight into my bad grandma story, and then in parentheses it says, if I've learned anything from the 200 plus minisodes I've listened to, Whoa. it's just to keep it fucking moving. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my grandma lived in a city about a two-hour flight from us and would come to stay every Christmas for about six weeks. It is summer here, and we have our long school holiday break during December and January. My parents worked full-time, so she would come and look after us during the holidays. One particularly hot, humid day, my grandmother and I decided to catch a bus to the local shopping area to have a wander and lunch in the comfort of air conditioning. This was the 80s, so no air conditioning in our house. You just kind of sucked it up back then. Mm Mm-hmm. We trekked to the bus stop and stood waiting for a bus in the hot sun at the unsheltered bus stop. My grandma was from a much cooler climate, so it was dying in the heat. While we were standing there, she was giving my 12-year-old self a lecture about never getting into cars with strangers while I stood there rolling my preteen eyes. About two minutes after this rant, a car pulls up at the bus stop and offers us a lift to the shops. Without hesitation, she accepts the (laughs) offer and orders me to get into the car. We sat in silence through the ride while I glared at her in disbelief. 
when we arrived and got out of the car, she looked at me and said, now don't ever do that. (laughs) And turned on her heel and strode towards the shopping center. I stood there shaking my head in disbelief. We went shopping and ate lunch and never spoke of this again. And I never did get into the car with strangers again. And then it says, P.S. Her name was Ethel Agnes May Francis Anne, but was known to all of us as Lady Bird, as my mom didn't feel comfortable calling her by her first name when she married my dad. So she gave her this nickname and it stuck. She was a badass who brought up two kids alone with no money after her husband died young and often took in other family members and their children when they were down on their luck. Thanks for keeping me entertained during my long commute. You guys are amazing. And there's no name. Oh, cute. Thank you, Ethel Agnes May Francis Anne's uh, granddaughter. Ladybird's granddaughter. Ladybird's granddaughter would have been an easier way to say it. My mom loved to say, do what I say, not what I do. Yeah. My mom always fucking said that. <laughs> it's so annoying. That's, right. <laughs> That's the perfect out clause. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good batch. It really was. Yeah. Very strong showing. Totally. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Send us your stories, whatever they may be. Oh, and stay sexy. Oh, and don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton. Our producer is Alejandra Keck. This episode was engineered and mixed by Stephen Ray Morris. Our researchers are Maren McClashen and Sarah Blair Jenkins. Email your hometowns and fucking hoorays to myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. Follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at myfavoritemurder and Twitter at myfavemurder. Goodbye. Follow My Favorite Murder on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase My Favorite Murder merch.